It's time for Lawyers for Jesus, a show about the dynamic and exciting interaction of faith and the law. Featuring the attorneys from the law firm Malkin Baker in downtown Chicago. Malkin Baker is nationally known for defending freedom and for serving the people of faith. And now, Lawyers for Jesus. Hello, welcome to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Soren Alehu, an attorney at the law firm of Malkin Baker in Chicago. We are Christian attorneys that focus on serving the body of Christ with its legal needs. To learn more about us, go to malkbaker.com. That's M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com or call at 312-726-1243. Today we'll be speaking with John Malk, founding partner at Malkin Baker and an attorney for over 40 years. In his work as a lawyer, he has represented many churches and ministries in Chicago and around the nation in their fight for religious land use in restricted areas of their city. John's work drafting the Religious Land Use and Institutionalized Persons Act, also known as RELUPA, has helped congregations across the country freely worship. Since 2000, John has personally been involved in over 100 RELUPA cases. John, thanks for being here today. Oh, great to be here with you as always, Cern. Excellent. Uh, let's start with this, John. What is RELUPA? Well, the Religious Land Use Act is a help to those that are hurting. There's a great need around the country for new churches, uh, for startup churches, house churches, uh, to find places to worship. There's a need. Uh, we have so many immigrants coming to our country that want to integrate and assimilate, and they need to learn the language, they need contacts, but they need, they need to have something familiar too. So uh, vast numbers of Hispanic uh, churches have no place to meet other than in the local YMCA or hotel. And Korean churches have problems as well as people from other other nations. And of course, our fast-growing uh, congregations, uh, the Baptists, the Pentecostals, uh, the small independent churches, they don't have a place to go. And they're there are people out there who haven't heard the gospel, and these are cutting-edge groups that are enthusiastic but without a place to meet. Uh, they're not so effective, and RELUPA is a land-use law to help people. So how does RELUPA work exactly? What does it do? What does it say? It brings the civil rights that are ingrained in our Constitution free exercise of religion, freedom of association, freedom of assembly, freedom of speech. Uh, these are all core when religious groups meet together. And it says by federal law how that interacts with the local land use codes, uh, zoning codes that are very restrictive on new groups. So it helps to mediate and give more freedom to people who want to get a building to, to meet in. And John, I think you had a role in, in creating RELUPA. What was your role in bringing this about? Well, it was a lot of fun. I started out by representing a lot of storefront churches in Chicago, African-American churches, and at one point the city was determined to shut them all down because they didn't have parking. But they were reaching people. They were helping people. They were, you know, uh, 
don't get me started, Soren, but <laughs> as a free market person, I love it when people are helping people. And the poor people in the, in the people in the ghetto and in the uh, segregated areas, uh, they're getting all of these government uh, handouts for uh, schooling and social workers and and uh, uh, services. But the church is there, people helping people. It's not government helping them. They're saying, we want to help each other. Uh, we want to help the lonely. We want to help the single mother with a child. And all of these things that are indigenous to Christians working together and, and helping. And so the city is shutting them down. I got furious. And we got together and a whole bunch of these churches, we said, uh, let's litigate. And we litigated and litigated. And we got clobbered. But uh, the Lord was with us after I got through some depression. Um, and there were some other things going on, federal, new federal legislation about religious freedom. I proposed that we needed a federal law. And uh, we eventually got it. We eventually prayed it through. There's a whole whole other story you can read about in Jesus in the Courtroom, my book, which is we're always advertising. Miracles. Yes. But we have the law. It's functioning. And uh, we're hoping to increase its influence and straighten out some of the kinks in it. So Relupa was created to help churches and ministries tackle some of the zoning burdens that they face. Why do you believe churches face such obstacles in land use and zoning decisions? Well, uh, there's a number of reasons. There's a few uh, valid reasons. There, sh there should be adequate, adequate parking. Uh, but there's a lot of prejudice. Uh, sometimes it's obvious. Other times it's internal. Uh, are the people of a different color? Do they speak a different language? Well, this isn't really our neighborhood. Uh, we don't want these people here. And uh, maybe they speak in tongues or, or maybe, they, maybe they're Buddhists because we want to help everybody. I mean, we believe in a God who's persuasive but not coercive. And we don't want to push people out like uh, a lot of communities do. Another reason is they're saying, oh, well, they're not giving us enough money. They don't pay taxes. And so uh, they're creating too much traffic if we put them in a residential zone, or they're not creating enough traffic because they're only meeting once or twice a week if we put them in a commercial zone. So they, uh, communities have prejudice and ignorance, but new studies have been coming out, academic studies showing that that churches are a financial benefit to the community. And that's part of what we want to do is to educate people to the desirability of churches. But uh, we've got a long way to go, and there are a lot of obstacles. Yes, that's great. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Soren Lehu of the law firm of Malkin Baker. If you've missed part of this episode or want to hear previous Lawyers for Jesus interviews, visit malkbaker.com. You can also subscribe to our Religious Liberty newsletter and follow us on Facebook and Twitter for legal updates with a biblical perspective. Today, we've been speaking with Malkin Baker attorney John Malk about RELUPA. So RELUPA is a much-needed 
law for religious ministries, uh, churches, and, and uh, for all kinds of faith, not just uh, the Christian faith. But you do believe it could be better if it was amended. So I want to talk a little bit about that. Why do you believe RLUPA can and should be amended? Well, anytime you have major legislation, uh, new legislation, uh, there's a lot of guessing. There are quite a few provisions, things for the courts to interpret, uh, things for the municipalities and the churches to argue about. What does this mean? How far does this go? So uh, it's natural to review legislation uh, 20 years is uh, sufficient time to see what the court interpretations are um, and what has to be clarified, what can be changed, what can be improved. And also, America's constantly changing. We, we now have mega churches. Uh, 20 years ago, we had, I, I don't know, I think I looked at maybe 10 or 15 mega churches in the U.S., and now they're uh, probably about 80 or 90. Uh, they need space. And then we have, we have the small groups, the house groups, uh, we realize that a lot of the codes are one size fits all. They'll say, well, churches belong over here in the uh, C1 or C2 commercial districts, or um, they belong over there, but they don't uh, address the nuance, the very important one of what about the size of the assembly? And they're, they're, they're regulating religion rather than saying, well, small assemblies, groups of 15, 20, 25, 30 people are fine in the residential areas, in homes. And then larger groups uh, should be uh, in different areas. And then you have your very substantial groups. But to have one size fits all uh, creates all kinds of stresses and uh, distortions. And so the RLUPA amendment can help there. Also, it levels the playing field. Communities are a little skittish. They're kind of scared to say, if we lower the barriers and welcome churches, not only will we be inundated by foreigners, uh, but we'll lose all our tax revenues and all the businesses will go elsewhere and our churches will crowd out. Now, that's probably an exaggerated fear, but there's some reality behind it. By amending RELUPA to, to clarify all of the lowering of barriers helps everybody because it's a detente, if you will, where everybody lowers their barriers. The churches aren't going to flood any one particular community. Everything is going to be uh, equalized. And I hope there'll be a lot less litigation when we clarify some of these rules and definitions. Um, it will make it easier to help people. And that's really why we're having this program, because I'm hoping that people's hearts will be touched by the Holy Spirit to say, we can help, because there's something very particular that people are going to be able to do in addition to praying uh, to help move this ball. That's great. And I do want to get into uh, the practicals of what uh, churches and believers can do and talk a little bit more about the amendments that you propose. So coming up, we will talk further with John Mauck about amendments to RELUPA and how you can help. I'm Soren Lehu, and this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio.
Sometimes, Jesus used the law to make a difference, and so must we. In his book, Jesus in the Courtroom, author and attorney John Mauck shows us how to engage our modern legal system for the good of the kingdom. Jesus in the Courtroom discusses the need for faith-filled lawyers in order to protect the church and what good can happen when we partner with Christian legal professionals. To order your copy of Jesus in the Courtroom, find it at Moody Publishers or go to JesusInTheCourtroom.com. Welcome back to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Soren Lehu, an attorney at Malkin Baker, a law firm based in Chicago which serves churches, ministries, businesses, and individuals in their legal needs. If you missed part of this program and want to listen online, go to malkbaker.com forward slash radio. Today we've been speaking with John Malk, founding partner at Malkin Baker, about Relupa. John, before we go into some of the uh, amendments you're proposing for Relupa, uh, we should mention early on that there's practical things that people listening can do uh, today. Well, yeah, this excites me, Soren, because we're able, God has given us something where we can use the entire body. Every every listener here who belongs to a church can have a role. You go to malkbaker.com, uh, scroll down the front page, there's a place to click on on help amend RELUPA, and there's a very simple uh, strategy. We're asking churches all over the country and other institutions, schools, uh, to adopt a resolution simply saying we want Congress to review RELUPA and review the amendments, because Congress is mired in all, all sorts of bickering, but this is something that passed unanimously uh, back in the year 2000. It was uh, bipartisan. Orrin Hatch, Ted Kennedy were the sponsors, the most liberal and most conservative senators uh, at the time, and everybody got behind it. But we need a push, and every person listening can go to our website, can click on Help um, Amend Relupa, and can download uh, a draft resolution, give it to your pastor if you're on the board, Present it at a board meeting. It's a 10-minute discussion, maybe even five minutes. Uh, pass the resolution. Pass it on to others in your denomination or fellowship, other churches. Uh, pass the word around. Send us a copy of it. Send it to the senators. And uh, they once they get started, they'll have us come and testify. And I think they'll see there's lots of win-win solutions in amending RELUPA, things that will improve the law and help municipalities, help churches, and most of all, help the people that are hurting out there who haven't heard the gospel. And every person who does that is going to be contributing to this effort. And we thank God for it. I know the Holy Spirit's moving right now in hearts of people saying, how can I help? What can I do? Start praying right now and take action. We'll give you these directions again before we sign off. That's great. Let's get into the specifics then. What are some of the amendments that you believe are necessary to RELUPA? Well, one of the things that the law provides is that if a church is substantially burdened by a zoning code or the enforcement of a zoning code, uh, then it can go to court and and get relief unless the city can show that it's got uh, some type of very serious reasons for for denying that. Well, the word substantial burden is one that's well known uh, among lawyers, uh, and it's been somewhat defined by case law 
but it's also vague. And when you have vague laws, people are unsure. Every community says, oh, we have a compelling interest for shutting this down. Every church says we have a substantial burden. But we take uh, some of the court decisions and try to uh, bring those into the law in, in more definite. For example, specific criteria, substantial burden. What is the size of the congregation and financial resources? The community may say, oh, we need a site plan and all these things. You say, hey, we got 35 people. We can't afford that. That's a substantial burden. Now, for a church of 5,000 people, it makes a lot of sense, and it's not a substantial burden. Uh, what is the cost, the complexity of the zoning process relative to other uses that are freely allowed that don't have to go through zoning? Because every zoning code has all sorts of uses where you don't have to get special permission or go through a process. Uh, substantial burden should depend on how are the neighboring jurisdictions uh, What's happening in other cities, and are, are they uh, allowing things? What's the delays, uncertainty, and expense of obtaining an option to buy? You know, when you're in a zoning process, you got to have a piece of property. And that's a particular problem for churches because they don't want to buy the property and then apply for zoning and be turned down and find out they can't use it. Then they got to sell it. It's a mess. But if they try to put something in the contract saying we won't buy it until we get the zoning approved, which we try to do uh, as lawyers, we try to advise them to do that. But that puts them at a competitive disadvantage to everybody else that can come in there and, and freely obtain uh, the property and not have to go through rezoning. So uh, we have a whole list of principles to help further define substantial burden. And these criteria, uh, John, would you agree, would make it easier for courts to rule on some of these cases and take away of some of the uncertainty and, and the widely differing opinions that we sometimes get from different courts of appeals? Yeah, no, absolutely. We want the courts to be more certain. And of course, when we know the courts are going to be more certain, it's more certain that we don't go into litigation. That is, the, the land planners at the municipality can look at it and say, we got a good case, we got a bad case, we should settle this, uh, we should approve this church, uh, and the church and the church's attorneys can do the same thing, and then you don't have to go to court. The church can be built, the gospel can be preached, and people can be saved. You're listening to Lawyers for Jesus Radio. I'm Soren Lehu of Malkin Baker. We're talking to John Malk of Malkin Baker about Relupa. John, we discussed the substantial burden uh, aspect of Relupa. Are there other aspects that you believe should be amended? Well, you know, absolutely. Uh, one of the primary features of Relupa that we rely on in a lot of the cases we handle, Soren, as you know, is equal treatment. Zoning codes for a long time have discriminated against religious assemblies. And they've, they've said, well, in this particular zone, we can have clubs and lodges and uh, community centers and theaters and restaurants and municipal buildings and all kinds of assembly places where you can uh, watch movies, 
but it better not be the life of Jesus being shown by your pastor on a Sunday morning because that's illegal. And uh, you can go to a library. Libraries are freely allowed, and and you can uh, have book clubs at the library and all kinds of meetings, but it better not be a regular worship service because churches aren't allowed there. So it's that type of discrimination that we often litigate uh, and we hope to ameliorate the frictions by uh, sharpening the definition. The code right now, the RELUPA law, says assembly uses and institutions uh, are not entitled to superior treatment to religious institutions and religious assemblies. So there's uh, an equality there, but there's confusion about what are non-religious assemblies and institutions. So we would propose to say that theaters, auditoriums, stadiums, these type of assembly uses, arenas, community centers, schools, clubs and lodges, meeting halls, funeral parlors, banquet halls, hotels, city halls, and civic buildings are all going to be assembly uses. And they are. I mean, it's just a reality. And so it will clarify and reduce a lot of litigation to say wherever you got those meeting halls or other assembly uses of any type, you need to have religious assembly permitted. And by the way, institutions too, because we want our religious schools, our charter schools, all to have equal treatment. In fact, uh, John, there's been so much disagreement about the equal terms provision uh, that there is a, a petition before the Supreme Court to resolve some of that, those issues. Uh, and we'll have to wait to see if the Supreme Court takes that case. But your amendment would have um, not required any Supreme Court review. Yeah, we, we've been kind of frustrated. RELUPA has been around uh, 20 years now, and that's another reason we think it needs to be amended. Uh, there have been courts of appeals, which is the next uh, a lower just beneath the Supreme Court and above the district courts around the country, the courts of appeals uh, have quite varied interpretations of what equal treatment is and what zoning criteria come into play and whether they're assembly uses or not. And uh, this needs to be clarified because there's, I think of the 11 circuits, there are nine different opinions and uh, two haven't ruled on it yet. And you, there are other amendments that you propose, and we can't go into all of them. I think you have about eight or so. Uh, but we did touch on two of the, the main ones. Uh, we do want to thank you, John, for speaking with us today. Uh, tell us again how people can learn more about RELUPA and how they can help get it amended. Well, go to our website, maukbaker.com, M-A-U-C-K-B-A-K-E-R.com. Scroll down on the front page to where it says, Help Amend RELUPA, and there you'll find uh, instructions about how to prepare a resolution. There's just, it's, it's draft there. You can download it and ask your church to adopt the resolution, send it to us, send it to the congressman, follow the directions, pray like you care for people, and I know you do, and you can do this. God bless you. Get other people involved. Get other churches involved. 
Thank you, John. If you have a legal need or a question and want the perspective of a local Christian attorney, contact us at Malkin Baker, and you can reach us at 312-726-1243 or at malkbaker.com. Visit our website to subscribe to our Religious Liberty newsletter with legal updates, or call us and mention Lawyers for Jesus for a free consultation. Thanks for listening. I'm Soren Lehu, and this is Lawyers for Jesus Radio. Have to serve somebody. Yes, indeed, you're gonna have to serve somebody.